Hello, everybody. Jeff Mason with Simple Biz 360 Podcast coming to you from the Vi Media Headquarters in Chesterfield, Missouri. And it is stlewispodcast.com on the controls. Alex on the boards. Episode 41. Holy smokes, we are cruising along. This is going to be really fun. Really light, quick, breezy, nice and easy. Don't bail out. Hang in there with us. And if you don't think the content is for you, pass it on to someone else because this is going to be a great episode called Takeaway Tonic. Yeah, we got everything ready here for the tonic, right? Summertime, right? We got the beach chair. Yeah, you know? So here's the scoop. You know, I, I worked for a, a gentleman who was uh, on a submarine uh, during a part of his military career, his Navy career. And he always told me that his... Um, his commanding officer had this lessons learned program, and they always wrote down lessons learned on a blackboard. And any time they encountered something, they always had to really dig deep to figure out what it is they could take away from that situation. So we're going to kind of approach that the same way here and ask you just to consider situational observations. And I want you to consider one more point. Just think of this. My dad used to send me to the uh, Little League World Series baseball camp. Uh, I, I went two summers. It's out in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, where they play the Little League World Series, two weeks at a shot. And it, what it basically was was skills training for a young guy like myself. And, you know, you went out there, you had to try and apply what they were teaching you. And you didn't come back and you weren't, a, you know, a 50% better pitcher. But when you came back from that camp experience, you were a better ball player. You knew how to run the bases more intelligently. I knew how to bunt better. I knew how to, as a pitcher, as a pitcher in third baseman, I knew how to come off the mound the right way on a bunt. I knew how to spring forward. I learned how to leverage my body and get more miles per hour out of my pitching by, by working my legs and quads off the mound right. I learned how to squat right to, to get ground balls at third. You know, it was just all these things that you take 1% here, 1% there, and you kind of put it together, and that's what... Uh, it, that's the magic to it, but you have to try and apply it. So I'm going to encourage you right now, please try and apply this stuff. Even if you're a successful business person, there's plenty here you can try. And if not, pass it on to someone else. You know, we get in that, uh, we can get in that rut. We're not rut, but we can get into that posture where we think we're a bag of chips and all that, right? Just like this. By the way, these are good chips. I bought them to eat too. But, but uh, you know, we don't want to think that. We want to always look at how can we improve and why do we want to do that? Because you as business owners, if you own your own business and you leveraged your money, you know, whether it's a taken out a second um, mortgage or whether you use your savings or whatever the case may be, you want to get the repeat and referral business. You want to eliminate competition. So I'm going to try to just help you with a light and breezy episode on how we can do that. So what's the first thing we need, right? You got to be humble enough to even want change to pierce through you, right? So you have to have a posture of humility. If I went to baseball camp, I never would have even been able to learn anything if I didn't have a posture of humility. So there goes that one, right? We're going to make that little takeaway tonic, right? The next thing is, do you pursue what you learn or do you ignore it? How many of us are going to pursue making some modifications, revisions, and changes to uh, improve our businesses and how many are just going to ignore it? I got to tell you, my feeling is we, you know, we have grown decade over decade to be more uh, egocentric, more me-centered, more kind of narcissistic in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of people out there that just say, hey, you know what? 
I'm a bag of chips and all that. I got it wired. Well, do we pursue or ignore it? I suggest you pursue change. All right, there we go for that. Now, what's this? This is WIIFM. This is a radio station that all customers tune into. What's in it for me is the dial. So whatever you do, however you do it, whatever your product is, whatever your service is, think about the customer. Think how they perceive your business through their dialed-in radio station, WIIFM. What's in it for me? And start programming, start presenting, start putting together your company in ways that answer that radio station call. WIIFM, baby. It's a great FM radio station, right? So uh, don't play rock and roll. They play business. So here's another thing I'm going to throw out there. We are a grumple stiltskin society. I don't know if you've noticed it, but people are grumbly. They're just, you know, they're mean. Everybody's angry. There's so much garbage going on in the world, so much stuff hitting us from every different direction. Have we forgotten how to be courteous? Well, here's what I would say. If you have, reboot that courteousness because don't forget, you want to eliminate your competition. You want your customers to view you from WIIFM, is this guy courteous to me? Is this gal courteous to me? So start thinking about ways you could become more courteous and inject that courteousness into your approach, right? Kindness. I mean, just kindness. Uh, no, go ahead. You go first through the door, Mr. Possible Customer, Mrs. Possible Customer. You know, you want to do things like that. You want to extend to them. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say? You know, make sure that you're being kind to the people. Again, folks, uh, it, you, you may differ, have a difference of opinion on this than I do, but I'm just seeing a lot of grumple stiltskins out there. So you, you, you approach it the way you want, but if you want to get more repeat and referral customers, I don't know if you can quantify how many you get from this, but just start being kind. And you know what? The word will spread. That's a nice guy. That's a great company. Boy, that guy or that gal, they really treat me nice. They're really courteous and kind. I really like how they do things, and they really uh, they, you know, they tune into my radio station. Undivided attention. Eye contact, right? You want to make eye contact. You want to keep that undivided attention. Turn your phones off when you're in meetings. Turn your stimulus off. Don't look away. Don't always look around. Don't be a nervous Nelly and, and look all around. Look at the possible customer you're talking to. If you're in person, look at look, look them in the eyes. If you're in an interview, for Pete's sake, undivided attention in an interview, look your interviewer in the eye, right? Boom, boom, boom. So again, give your customers undivided attention. That will show them that you respect their time, and their time is their money. So if you give them your undivided attention, you're respecting their time. They're in, you're respecting their money. So we'll put that in the little tonic takeaway. It's getting a little full there. All right. Listen. We can hear customers, but do we listen? My wife says, Jeff, go upstairs into uh, Marissa's room, go in the third drawer to the right and pull out those pink pair of shorts. Gotcha, babe. I go up there and I go, uh, I'm in Marissa's room. What do I get? She's like, hon, I heard her, but I didn't listen, right? Happens to men 
let's be honest, it happens to us a lot of the time, right? I don't know about you, Alex, but yeah, it's hap it happens, trust me. Um, so same thing with customers. We can hear them, but let's listen to them. When you have problems with customers, if they're complaining to you or they itemize a, um, just um, a displeasure to you of some sort, make sure you're listening to that because they're telling you what you need to know to make an improvement for the next opportunity down the road. So don't just hear, listen. This is a biggie. Take notes. I got my little note notebook here, and I don't know if you guys have seen some of my office pictures, but I've got these from 2008, right? So I've got, I take notes and leave them in a journal. This way I always have them. But make sure when you're with a customer, you're taking notes. If you're vying for a job opportunity, if you're vying for a contract, if you're trying to get win their business, again, show them you're respecting their time, which is their money. So give them that level of respect, and they will thank you for it. Take notes, right? All right. Use simple words. I mean, gosh, we don't have to get up there and use all these pontificatory plethora of terms, right? There's two of them right there. Just, and I'm guilty of it. Trust me, my wife is like, oh, my gosh, did you invent a new word? And as time has gone on, I've just learned to use more simplified words. Just, you know... You never know who you're talking to. You never know the level of education or sophistication, you know, but just use simple words. It's direct. It's impactful. And um, so, you know, and then you don't get all tricked up uh, using the English language in a contorted way or a bad way, whatever you, contorted might be a bad word. But all right, read body language. Wow. Okay. So, um, this is pretty hard sometimes. You can't always, you know, think of everything you're supposed to do as a business operator if you're interacting with a person. But just be conscientious about body language. You will see some things out of the corner of your eye if you're paying attention. You'll notice some things if you're paying attention. And that, that body language is communicating loud and clear to you. I'll give you an example. of. So, uh, I, I don't, I'm not particularly fond of PowerPoints. It's not my strong point for sure. Um, and I was, in a, uh, I was in a large meeting with a state highway patrol system about 10 years ago, and they brought in a bunch of vendors. And one of the vendors came in, and they uh, read a PowerPoint presentation. And every time that the command staff at the state highway patrol had questions, they would ask this young man, and uh, he would always answer every single question. We can do whatever you want, sir. And then he would look down at his PowerPoint, and I'd look over to the six command personnel sitting over on the side, and, I mean, the eyes rolling, the arms flailing. The, oh, can you believe this? I mean, you should have seen them. I mean, they were communicating loud and clear. There's a great example in my book uh, as well as a presentation I did with a VP that, uh, where the technology went out, and it was bad news bears, and that person never looked behind to see what the crowd was doing, but they... If that person had done that, they would have read the body language and said, uh-oh, we're in trouble. So try to read the body language of your person. They're communicating to you. Yeah, the eye rolling, the arms, the shrug your shoulders. That's saying stuff. Anticipate. Anticipate. When, if you're in business long enough or you're a professional long enough, you probably kind of know what to expect, what's the next thing that's going to happen or what's the next thing that could happen. Start anticipating and start building that anticipation into how you do business. 
Don't forget, we say here, and if you've been following our podcast for any length of time, you know I'm a proponent of saying that it's not always what you make or what you provide that, that pleases customers or makes them happy. So many of the times, it's how we provide that service or how we provide that product that makes our customers unhappy or, in some cases, happy. So just, just think of that. Anticipate what might be next and make sure you're kind of one step ahead of the situation, right? So anticipate. And with that, thank customers. I cannot tell you how many times I see that missing from our business equation. People do not thank customers. My wife and I went to a restaurant, and we went Friday night, and we really had a good experience. We went back on Saturday. It was very inexpensive, but great, great food. But more importantly, it was phenomenal service. And I will say, the Corner Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri, uh, hats off to you. I mean, these guys are a new restaurant, and I think we had six people on Saturday night come by to ask us if everything was okay, and every one of them said, thank you for coming in. It was just a, it was just a really, really pleasurable experience, and they really wanted to make sure that we were happy, and, man, they, they, they touched base with us six times. I loved it. It's a great, uh, great success story, and if, you, uh, if you're from around here, I would suggest you go eat there, and hopefully you have the same experience whenever you go. So, again, just thank customers. Let them know you appreciate their time for meeting with you. I can't, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I, do, I do some things for some people, and I do some things where I, I spend a lot of time, and unfortunately, um, a lot of times the recipients of my efforts never even say thanks. You know, it's okay for them, but it's not okay for us as the business provider because, again, you want to win customers back. You want to have them tell other people about your company. So remember, just to thank customers. It's so simple. Thank them for their time. Thank them for their business. You can do it in so many different ways. Guys, I really appreciate you sticking with me. It is light and tight. Here is your takeaway tonic, right? It's all in there. You know, everybody can kind of grab their favorite drink. I'm, I'm a recovered alcoholic, so I'm not going to bring a, an adult beverage up here. But, you know, that's the takeaway tonic for today. And, you know, we always end our segments with Lost in the Shuffle track, a rock and roll tune that uh, we really like. And I am really connected to Dave Mason. Why am I connected to Dave Mason? Well, uh, Dave Mason uh, was in the band Traffic, which is my second favorite band. As a matter of fact, it was our first uh, lost in the Shuffle track, we did a, a tune from Traffic. But I'm connected to Dave Mason because I lost five teeth coming back from a Dave Mason concert. That's right, Summit, New Jersey, 1977, with a guy named Billy French in his 67 Camaro. And I happened, we happened to hit a patch of ice, and I had no seatbelt on, and I happened to uh, kiss the windshield and go through the windshield, leaving one tooth in, leaving uh, three teeth out, and then they had to whittle two of my other good teeth for a bridge. So love Dave Mason. Yes, I do. Yeah, he's not a relative, by the way. Any rate, he did it. He came out with an album, kind of beachy in 1975, but it's kind of lost in the shuffle because it split coconuts. So you're going to see it up here. It's the Lost in the Track Shuffle. Split coconut, Dave Mason, 1975. Hold on to your sand. That's your profitability. It's kind of got that beachy theme, right? Be careful out there. Keep the shiny side up. Watch what you're doing. Don't text and drive. Uh, be safe out there. And if we don't have happy customers, we don't have businesses. So keep pleasing those customers. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.